this episode of Chatcast. Today we have a special guest, um, a Nollywood veteran, a domestic violence campaigner, and a an advocate for for quite a lot of initiatives. And I'm sure over the course of this um, podcast, we will find a lot more into what she's doing. So without much ado, I'll bring on Victoria Yama onto the onto today's episode of, of Chatcast. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you so much for joining us. And how are Hello. you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm fine. Good, good, good. Thanks for, for coming on the show. I I don't know where to start from. It's been, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, grew up watching Nollywood and a lot of movies that you were you were in and you know it's 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 really nice to you know to have you on the show we haven't seen much of you on nollywood did you did you take a sabbatical or did you change direction in 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 your career path or do you do you focus on what you're doing now rather than so just just give us a brief intro of what you've been up to in the last few years yeah um i mean i started acting when i was very young in my middle teens wow with ripples yeah oh you were in ripples um, okay I remember yeah, of course i was in ripples i was i played the role of tokoni barbara soki's um younger sister in ripples okay how old were you then i can't remember exactly because it was okay. uh, but i know i was like 13 14 wow because wow. it was um I can't remember. I can't even really, really remember the year, but I know it was in the early nineties, right? Yes, yes, it was just yes, after Coco at dawn. Coco at dawn, yes, behind yes, the yes, cloud. Behind the cloud, yeah. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's back in the back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, yep. that's quite interesting. So ripples and but then. That was even before the movie industry started, because I know the movie industry started like in ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. yeah so i was already doing a soap by then okay and um yeah i went to university of lagos um where i did i studied theater arts it's called okay. creative arts university of lagos um finished i, I finished around about 98 to 2002 okay. and um, the following year i got married okay. and i had to relocate to london because I've always been a a, a family orientated person. Like, yes. I mean, if uh, no regrets though, but sometimes I'm like, maybe I should have just had my family here and shuttled back to Nigeria. But I hate flying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. So I you just couldn't do it. The... No, I just couldn't do it. Please don't anything, but don't put me on a plane. Oh right? wow. Um, Yes, I have to. I'm still trying to beat that phobia. Like, I've not even gone to where, even Dubai. Like, fly to anywhere. I, that wedding is cancelled. I'm not coming. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. What if they put you in a nice first class? You know, Dubai. They have the Emirates. The, 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 the flight. The, the fear of heights. Yes, yes. I, I can imagine. It does happen. Yeah, no matter how. But even when I'm not sitting near the window. Yeah. I feel elevated. I feel helpless. Okay. I don't like that helpless feeling. That where I am, like if I drop from there, I'm just this. I'm just a weird person. I'm always thinking if I drop from there, that is, I will no. even die before I get to the ground. I know. I know. <laughs> there, 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 there are quite a lot of um, 
big, you know, a lot of people that that don't that don't mm-hmm. like that have that fear. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a there's a footballer that used to play for Arsenal. He just he just decided that he wants to he, he wasn't gonna fly again and he stopped flying altogether. When I read his book and obviously wow. following him and uh, his football career, there are games that his team will play that is a bit far away from London oh, where he can't drive. He has to meet Den- Dennis Bergkamp is his name. He's very, very, very popular. Oh. So you know, so you are not you are not alone in that fear of flight. But okay. hopefully, you know, you can you can you will overcome that. I'm sure that will bring some comfort that, that you're be. not weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. but I mean that was one of the things why when I when I came to the UK to get yeah. married, I just said, you know, let me just focus, right? on family mm. and obviously I started having kids and then by um, 2006 I fell ill I had oh. cancer oh, did um, oh. of the head wow. Mm. wow and I did the surgery on the 20th of um, November 2006 okay. where a lump was removed wow. um, to my head near my brain it has one long name. I've forgotten the name. Okay. <laughs> it's a long yeah. name. Um, but uh, they just call it um, head and neck, whatever. Cancer mm. of the head and neck or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, the, because it's, it was close to my brain mm. and they touched certain nerves yeah. near my brain, the, the recovery was is almost impossible. Because even till date, I still go through the side effects of it's just like a part of your body being tampered with, yeah. and that part cannot heal because at the time it was tampered with, you've overgrown the growing stages. Mm-hmm. So most mm-hmm. of the cells that have been removed cannot be replaced. It, it cannot grow back. Mm-hmm. It, it's just gone. So the recovery is was you know, and um, I would say that was when things in my marriage kind of spiraled negatively oh. um, I don't know if it was the frustration of the whole situation mm. or it was just the mask coming off his face mm. or I don't know what it was but then I started experiencing first of all it started with a lot of psychological abuse okay. it wasn't it didn't start physical because I was so I was really really sick I was so, so how many years years. into the marriage was this? Um, three years. Three years, wow. Yeah, that's about three years. And um yeah, so that was just when it, it started going downhill. Um when I think back I'm thinking maybe it was too hard for him to do it, but I don't think that it is because I would expect somebody who's, who, who the wife had been through a major surgery. I mean, my surgery was about nine hours surgery wow. in um, St. Thomas's in wow. London. Yeah. And the recovery was something else. And then afterwards I had to now start cancer treatment. I had to do um, radiotherapy and no chemotherapy and radiotherapy just to seal the place and make sure that nothing grows again because where the lump was located the doctors were saying you know the brain is very murky it's wet yeah, and yeah, you know neural, and stuff yeah. yeah so they had to do everything to seal it and make sure that nothing grows back again wow so the recovery itself and, is even 
yeah, the recovery, I'm still till till date. I can't sleep on my left side because my my left ear had to be removed so that they could have access into my head. Wow. And um, so that left ear still hurts. Like if I pull it so hard, it could actually come off. <laughs> wow. But, that's that's really uh, yeah. really tough. You must be really strong to yeah. go through all that and still I know. standing. I'm still wow. coping. Yes, yes, still standing. Sometimes I don't know how I do it. Sometimes it's, um, I just, I feel I have faced death Mm. and I refused to succumb to it. Because the thing about cancer treatment is sometimes I don't want to take it because it's the kind of treatment that one minute you take it, Mm. you're okay the first day, the second day, then the third day. It's as if there's something foreign in your body that your body is rejecting. Mm. Your body is fighting that thing. But at that time, the thing has really circulated into your body and it's now going to target where it's supposed to go to. But your whole body, Mm. you know, it's like a metallic, you know, liquid Mm. just penetrating your body. It's very, very uncomfortable for anyone who is going through cancer or chemotherapy i i pray the person has strength i mm. pray the person doesn't give up because there are times you're like i'm not taking this there are times i'm like i'm not taking this you know what let me just die mm. you know i'm it's too painful it's too uncomfortable and, and everything at that time, about did you painful. have kids at that time when i when had just one through? oh right i had one because i had my first son in 2005 oh right and then um i was always having migraine migraines and thank god they checked it and found out it wasn't a migraine it was actually a growth Mm. that was pressing against my brain and my eyes on the left side i couldn't see properly and stuff um by the time my son was less than one year i had to start treat because the doctors were like you know what if we don't start treatment on time, the longer you stay, the more complicated it will get. Wow. Wow. So I just had to, I had my, my, my son on, in, in October 2005. Mm. Um, they allowed me to breastfeed based on the measurements and everything yeah. and take care of him and heal. Because childbirth is not is not funny. No, you need a, no. the body needs to heal. So they were like, before we even tamper with your body again, go and heal from this one, mm. and then you come back. So healing from that one. So a year later, in November, two thousand and six, they said, okay, a year later is enough. Let's start. Yeah. It's gonna be a long treatment. Um, the good thing about this country is they don't really tell you. They tell you, but they don't tell you the nitty-gritty because if they tell you everything, you just You'd be decide, scared, you know what yes, I'm having. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be fine. But they tell you, oh, don't worry, it's just a minor surgery. You'll be mm. fine. You know, don't put your heart to it. Um, especially when, like, I, I always remember when I was going. Um, when I was taking my anesthetics yeah. and the lady was like oh you'll be out of it in a minute you'll just sleep for like 5-10 minutes seriously like I was asleep for like 9 hours wow <laughs> well if she had not yeah. said that you won't give that, that I would have, my, pressure, my blood pressure would have just gone high and then yeah. she would not be able to inject me and yeah. then that's another day is cancelled so she told me we always tell you that you're, you're going to be asleep for 5 minutes but don't worry they're always going to be there mm. you have 2 anesthetics or an aesthetics or whatever you have two yeah. of them stand by 
you know, just checking your pulse on everything. I mean, I'm really very grateful to be here. Yeah. Um, and it was a I'm time really when very, very... the NHS was still well funded under the, the Labour government, but we're not going to move into yeah, politics. Yes, That's yes. not the purpose of today. Yes. But yeah, so I was mm-hmm. wondering that time, those times, a lot of mm-hmm. things, you know, you'd have received that yes. accurate yes. amount of care with the Promptly, right professionals yes, around. Yeah. From the time the GP sent me for MRI scan, yes. to, I think under a week, I had mm. my MRI and CT scan. Yes. Right? And these are scans I hear take months. Exactly. That's that's mm-hmm. why I thought okay. when, when you were given the timeline that in this yes. time, so, especially yes, yes, in the last eight, ten years, it's, it's mm-hmm. in a lot and of just, You can imagine getting your results for CT scan a, a, in a week's time. Yeah. And in two weeks, they're telling you to prepare to go into hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Normally, and, the waiting uh, list is, is kind of you know, 18 yeah, weeks or something like that. Some, some Yes. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous yes. timeline. But then again, I think it's also based on the age of the patient. Oh, right. Okay. And, um, and the recovery level. I mean, basically, they feel, in my opinion, I'm thinking they, they want to invest more in a, a person that can be more useful to the society <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Because I, I, if I was in my 70s, would I have gotten such... Who knows? Who knows, yeah. So... Yeah, um, but okay. thank God wow, I. That's, wow, I, that's that's overwhelming. I didn't even know. Aware of that because normally, when I was when I'm speaking to my guest, I would try and read up things, and I didn't even come across. Oh, you didn't? Well, I always, I always speak about it. I always, you know, support people that you know are going through one form of illness or the other. Yeah, uh, because I've been there. And I mean, even when I, I started speaking on domestic violence and my experiences, people would be like, so why did you stay? Why did you stay? And I'm like, but I was sick. I was sick the whole time. There were times mm. I couldn't even have a bath. I couldn't feed. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. I was um, I, I was feeding through, 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 uh, sorry, through tubes, protein shakes and all that through tubes because I couldn't even wow. swallow. Right? Wow. And recovery is taking like a year old. So if if I wasn't functioning as as a wife should function, cooking and cleaning and doing everything, then where did, where would I have had the energy to like get up and say, "Oh, I'm in this and out"? Yeah, so I couldn't. Well, so that brings me to um, the 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 next um, phase of of this process because this was um, this was happening, and then you were still in a marriage that. Um, mm-hmm later down the line became a very very you know challenging place to be mm-hmm. so you 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 so how what was this um involvement in 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 this whole process when you were going through all these treatments and you know being being the wife trying to support the family i don't know how you know how his involvement was in in all this time or at it was you know you did mention that was it the frustration of this sickness that led to him mm. you know changing because because i'm sure you married somebody that you felt that this is the person yeah. that i want to mm-hmm. spend the rest of my life with and yeah. then you see a completely different have a completely different mm-hmm. image or view of that person how how did that transition or how did that happen in in, in... um uh, for me i would say i think the mask just came off 
when you because say the max, I would want what to believe that when somebody is most vulnerable, that is when you know you need to support the person the most. First and foremost, when I I got diagnosed and um, I told him, oh, you know, they said I have cancer because obviously he wouldn't come to the hospital with me because he's very busy. Hmm. And his response was like, oh, it's only cancer. It's, it's a bit like you know you guys in Nigeria. It's when only you have cancer. Type <laughs> yes, it's only cancer. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, you see, guys in Nigeria, when you have typhoid fever now, you know it kills. Yes, but it kills if you don't check it properly. So just just imagine that you have typhoid fever. And, you know, go for the treatment, and you'll be fine. There's no, yeah. there's no big deal. Mm. So, um, well, I thank him for that attitude. To be honest. Yeah, because I, because I was looking at it on the on a different perspective as well. It's... That was how I took it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of cancer as a big deal, mm. based on what he's saying. Like, whenever I'm weak or I'm tired or I'm in pain, you say, "Ah, what? You're in pain. Take your painkiller now. You know why? Why you're in pain? Uh-huh. So you can't do anything because you're in pain. What's your problem? Mm. So I would now get up and take my painkiller and just try, you know, to maybe sleep or rest or do something, you know, and um yeah, so looking back, I think I'm grateful to him for giving me that attitude mm. because um, I, I didn't see the danger. I didn't I didn't see cancer as such a big deal mm. because he said it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, so even when the, the 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 pain and the treatments and everything come up, I try to suppress it mm. because I don't want him telling me off or I don't want him you know, jesting about the whole thing. So I just tried to suppress it and wow. I just endure everything and carry on. But it got to a stage where I couldn't, I, I used to go for my treatment in, in St. Thomas's in Waterloo. Uh, I think this day after treatment, I just said, you know what? I can't do it. I can't walk all the way. You know Waterloo Station now? Yeah. You have to walk all the way. Yeah. It's, it's a big station. I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. 15 minutes walk. Yeah. And I used to do this alone like every two weeks but that particular you know i said no no no, i'm not i'm not i can't leave this hospital i can't walk down i can't and the oncologist was like wow the first time you came for your treatment you were even shocked that you you went home but since you're feeling this way you know so that means we need to call your husband and tell him i said yeah call him and tell him i'm not going home I, what about your baby at that point i said you know what they will be fine i can't do it because I have to go home, I have to take care of the baby. He had to go to work. He would not allow any GP to send any nurse down to the house because he says, "Oh, you know, I love my privacy. I don't want to share it in my family and stuff." So no nurse is coming to stay with you. You've done. You're having your treatment. It's not a big deal. You know what do you need a nurse for and stuff. So, and then I had a little baby. Sometimes my son will be crying, 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 and I'm too tired to even lift him up. I'll just let him cry. Wow. Because I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I'll just let him cry. Sometimes he'll cry himself to sleep and I'll fall asleep and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was very interesting. All those things, you know, all those things, I think, I think God, was God preparing me for now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. Maybe God was praying for now, Sha. But uh, yeah, yeah. So the, in terms of the marriage, I think the mask came off, 
and I saw the real him, but I, I, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have a choice because my treatment was taking months. Yeah. And um, I was too weak most of the time. And the drugs were too strong. Mm. I had I was taking all these kind of strong painkillers. Most of these painkillers are also antidepressants yeah. and stuff. So yeah. sometimes you take them and you like I, I used to be on morphine or I'm off. And um, there's another stronger kind of codeine, which was like cocaine. Mm. And um, those drugs really make you hallucinate. It made me hallucinate. Mm. Yeah, I could I could be lying down and it would seem as if I'm floating in the air. Mm. And I would I would try. I would want to come out of the chair and it's as I'll start flapping my hands as if I'm swimming. <laughs> mm. Wow. Because I feel like I've been elevated. Like. I take my medication and I lie down to sleep and I feel I am being elevated the mm. chair mm. so I have to just you know pretend so most of the time it's either I'm feeling elevated or I, I feel like I'm falling from the sky as it's, it gives you this kind of fake I don't know how to describe drugs yes, you know just to, yeah just to suppress the pain so it makes the body yes, numbs other part of the body just to give yes, you know yes uh, I can I can imagine what yeah that, so so wow you went through all this so mm, when did you kind of yeah. like draw the courage to kind of, obviously the health challenge was going on mm, and then mm-hmm. the you know you were not being when did you realize to come to the consciousness that this is not a right place for me to be. And how did you draw um, that courage? Or I think it was even... more like the children that helped me. Okay. Because his violence extended to the kids as well. Oh. And even though I was living in denial of the violence to my person, because mm. I, you know, which is one of the things I campaign against. I say the way you beat your children, the way we beat our kids and bring them up with capital punishment it gives the, the child a wrong information of communication so because i grew up in nigeria where beating is is a norm it's just normal in fact yeah. if your mom is angry you won't beat you. Yeah. so growing up to now meet a man who hits me i didn't think it was such a big deal to be honest mm. because my mom would beat me and say oh i'm i'm beating you because i love you and i want you to change Mm. And my ex-husband would beat me and beat me. I, I, I love you and I want you to, to be better. Wow. So it, it was sending similar signals, right? Wow. So I didn't think it was wrong. Wow. But when I noticed it wasn't it wasn't fair is, you know, coming here and you're hearing, oh, they don't beat kids abroad. Mm. You talk to them. And then I am living with a man who beats his own. So I'm thinking, okay, so something is not right here. Right, I don't mind the beating, no. Beat me. And from what I read, he's a man of the law, so I would imagine that he's aware of of the implication of of things like that. So how would he take on such? Because he knew, first of all, there was no one to talk to. He Mm. he had the thing about abuse is before the abuse starts, the person puts your mind. He kind of imprisons your reasoning. Yeah, yeah. It puts your mind in a cage. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, I am lucky to be in London where I'm getting treatment. Because I, if it was in Nigeria, I would have died. So I need to be grateful that I'm here and I'm getting good treatment for cancer. 
So all those things is in my head. And then number two, oh, I don't want people in my business. That's why I don't want a nurse coming to visit yeah, you or clean yeah, you up. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to do it. Even sometimes when the GP comes over to maybe check my, because, because of the kind of scar I had in my ear, they were always checking mm. to know if it was healing yeah. and it wasn't affecting other nerves. Mm. And the GP will still say, you know what? Do you need help? You have a baby. And he said, no, 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 she's fine. I, I, I've taken time off work. I've taken time off work to stay mm. with her. So she's fine. And he hasn't taken time off work because he goes to work in the morning. He he runs two firms. He owns two firms at that mm. time. So mm. he has to be in his firm, you yeah. know. And it's not the kind of job you do from home because sometimes he needs to be in court yeah. or sometimes he needs to supervise the other solicitor. So he was never home. But who am I to talk? I couldn't tell any, not even my family members could I wow. come out to say this is what's going on. Because most of the time I was too weak, I was too tired. All I all I did, and I wasn't eating, I was only on uh, protein shakes, which mm. I had to inject. But they, they had a tube in my tummy just under my navel. And whenever I'm hungry, I just had to pump in some. Wow. Because I couldn't, they touched my, the doctors touched my, the nerves, my swallowing nerves. There's a way they describe it. So basically my, my taste, I lost my taste. Um, sometimes I don't know how to swallow. Sometimes I don't remember how to breathe. So most times I'm choking on myself because I don't, I can't, rem, my, it wasn't sending the right messages to say, oh, you need to inhale air. So most times I'm choking and I'm I'm thinking, what do I need to do? Mm. So most of the time I had to now sleep with oxygen that I, I, I just used to put inside my nose and I know how to fit all my things myself. Wow. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> I know how to fit all my things. Yeah, and so there was there was there was no opportunity to even fight back to even I mean when I when I talk about when his girlfriend would even come to the house and once you were married yes well, of course of course obviously for for a while we were not having sex and he would say oh well um you're not having we're not having in fact what he did he started dating a friend of mine and he would tell me well i'm not going outside right because i don't want any competition from you for you so i'm dating your friend and you know she loves us so she's she's never going to want to take your place Wow. So you you know uh, you know so that's a good thing and honestly eh, at that point I was I didn't care hmm. I didn't care all I, I wanted to do was to live I wanted well. to, to survive I wanted to live hmm. I wanted to be strong for my my child you know I I just wanted to live yeah right I just wanted to live so him having his affairs or hitting me or being very funny it, it wasn't my i wasn't interested yeah i wasn't interested but where where the reality started kicking in was when he started extending such behavior to the children mm. and he would beat so obviously with my son i was there but i was not there with my first son i was there but i was not there i was there but i couldn't do much i couldn't carry him i couldn't you know i couldn't do so much for him you know, and I think he started affect. He started getting a bit rudely independent, mm. and so whenever the dads are home, he you know he just wasn't getting it. First of all, he he never really sees his dad. 
So all of a sudden, few times in a day, somebody's coming to tell you what to do. And even as young as he was at that time, he just wouldn't, he wasn't having it. And this would get him beaten up. And I would always say, but this boy is just a little, maybe two-year-old, three-year-old boy. You shouldn't beat him. Talk to him. If you were here and you were helping train him, he wouldn't be like this. But me, I can't do much because I'm tired. Most of the, the thing about chemotherapy or and radiotherapy yeah. is the fatigue. You know, I, I get, even till date, I, I still struggle with fatigue. I, sometimes I don't know how to do it. But when I'm tired, like, you know, this last few weeks, I, I told you we're supposed to have done this and yes. we couldn't because I've been shuttling in court, going and coming. When I'm tired, I shut down because mm. I know myself. I so imagine. once the headaches start coming and the pain start coming and my nose, like they start blocking, my body is fighting something. Mm. And so I know that would be fatigue. So most times six o'clock, you know, I, I could just take a, a, a cup of tea, tell the kids, please be checking up on me every one hour. I've, I've showed my children how to use a, a mirror to put under my nose. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I tell them, if wow. you see moist, you know I'm fine. If there's no moist, please call ambulance. So I beg. Oh, no. Ah, It's very important to teach children that. Yeah. So, because when I'm tired, I just wow. shut down. I shut it's, down. It's, it's really... So... But... I, I don't know how because obviously there's there's a bit of an emotional control here. The mind, like like the mm-hmm. way you explained, is giving you the impression that even the maltreatment is a privilege. Just mm-hmm. take it. it yes, could, it could yes. be worse. Oh yes. So how did you yes. draw the courage to come out of this um, state to say, you know what? You you did mention the the children as in how did that. How did that mm. play out into you know into reality? How did that play out to say you know what I'm getting mm. liberated? My children are not going to go through <laughs> what I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me be honest. Yeah, it got yes. to a stage where I I think after I lost my dad in 2010, I would go outside, look up in the sky, and I would say that if if you don't talk to God to get me out of here, I'll either kill this person or he will kill me. He got to that mm. stage. Mm. And um, something happened again in 2014, June, mm. where he beat up my kids. The two of them were our kids. Mm. And the, my son and my daughter was, they were, you know, three years difference. They mm. fight like cat and mouse. I, I, I'm not even bothered these days. But he oh he's a he's a control freak when he's there he wants everything in a certain way no noise no this no that there are too many do's and don'ts Hmm. and it was one of those evenings i went shopping and he had the kids and i don't know what happened but he beat them and he beat my daughter to the extent that she had a nosebleed and um he sent them to bed. So by the time I came back, um, I, I think it was about seven or eight, and he said, "Oh, the kids were being naughty," and I sent them to bed. And you, you, you dare not, you know, go wake them up. They've had their dinner, so forget it. <sighs> the following day, the kids told me what happened, um, and I said, "Well, don't tell anybody in school, because he would always threaten me that if you ever report me to any external person, mm. I would make sure I use my position, you know, as a lawyer to take the kids off you, 
and make sure you get deported and you never see the kids again and then obviously your treatments everything is gone and let me see how you're going to survive so i had that at the back of my mind all the time i mean anything but not losing my kids so i told the kids don't tell anybody don't tell anybody in school because we've had issues where the kids have okay for instance there was a time when my son i don't know he was having an issue with his classmate and he said fuck you bitch Mm. and the schools here the teachers were like you know and he wasn't sorry about it and when they asked him he said that's what my dad tells my mom all the time and my mom doesn't she doesn't get angry she she, you know so i I didn't think it was a bad word Mm. and they were like oh well but it's a very very bad word i said well anyway so we got called in and the father as usual or maybe he watched it on tv and and they were like no 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 he said that is what he called the mom yeah yeah so that was the first time we got involved with social services the school reported us to social services that something was clearly wrong Mm. um they did the investigations but he blocked it and blocked it and blocked it he knows the law he knows how to go go around it so the kids were now in what's called the child watch Mm. as in they knew something was going to happen soon so they just you know they did their investigations closed it and just let the matter so when the kids went to school and told them in school that you know my daughter was like oh daddy beat me and i had a nosebleed and you know how it is here now nosebleed like yeah. eh yeah. <laughs> and um and then call social services their names were already there and they were like okay so any man that beats them the mother would definitely beat the kids mm-hmm. at some point and that's when we'll get him yeah so he's done it now but because i had given the kids an instruction oh don't tell them in school so they felt oh you're protecting him and i said well i did that because i don't want the kids he always tells me the kids will be taken away from me because i'm a bad mother and i didn't want that and um it went on and on if i did the school called the police for me and that i was trying to obstruct the social services from doing their job because I told the social worker, if you take my kids, I'm going to go and stand in front of a train and die and commit suicide. And then they took me serious. At that time, I'm sure I was serious, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, the the coincidence of the matter was that the police that came to the school to restrain me had been to our home twice when they've been called out on domestic violence. But... The twice they came to the house, I refused to press any oh. charges because I was afraid. Okay, yeah. Um, I would always lie. I fell down the stairs or I hit my face on the door or something. So, but the police here, thank God, a lot of them are now being trained in DV. They said, we know you're going through domestic violence, but you are not ready to talk. And we knew that one day you will talk. And this is the time. So, um they now told the social services that what you're going to have to do is that you need to take her and the kids together Mm. away from that person not taking the kids away from her no Mm. um and that was how i left um fortunately unfortunately i was still being brainwashed by the pastor he was using the pastor to get to me even while i was in refuge um and the pastor would still say oh don't tell them anything you know 
you don't want your husband to go to prison, right? It will be on your conscience. You don't want to be the one that will put okay. the father of your children in prison. So when 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 you say sorry, when you say brainwashed mm. by the pastor, did you did you seek help from the pastor? Because obviously you yes, didn't want to yes. open up to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. any authority in terms of um, mm-hmm. social services and the police. So the the help yeah. you sought out for personally was was the pastor. Yeah, the first help because that was where we at least every Sunday, most Sundays if it's the town we go to church. Yes, yes. So um, I think the first time I caught him having sex with his secretary, I I was still pregnant at that time. That was twenty fourth of August two thousand and five. I had my son in October, but twenty fourth of August two thousand and five. Um, was a day to remember. So the Sunday after that day, I remember I went, we went to church mm-hmm. and I just went to the pastor and I said, Pastor, this is what is going on. You know, this is it. I told him everything. And the pastor, well, he came over to the house and he put us on marriage, marriage counseling course yeah. and everything. Obviously, he's too busy with his firm, so he wouldn't yeah. attend. And then he would, they would tell me something like, oh, it's a woman that keeps a home. Hmm. So you go and learn how to keep a home. Wow. Because he, he's been married before and divorced. Oh, okay. I, hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. I just found out later. And I haven't been oh, married before. Oh, you got before, married so... and you didn't know this? No, I didn't know. Because we were dating. It was, I met him in London, in the UK, because I used to come and visit my dad here anyways. Okay. So I met him here. And I really didn't know. I, I thought I knew about him, but I found out that you know how it is when a guy would make new friends, mm-hmm. new babe, new friends. Mm-hmm. So even all the people that were his friends were just meeting him as well. So they didn't know him before. They didn't know him five years ago or or, or six years ago. No, they were just knowing. So because when I I asked one or two of them questions. They'll be like, oh, I just met him a month ago. I just met him two months ago. I'm thinking, (laughs) really? So he was born and bred in the UK. Where are all his classmates from whenever? How come he doesn't have all those kind of friends? Yeah. Anyway, but he would say, you know, I'm a very private person. I don't like, you know, I don't like being out there. And it didn't occur to me that you don't like being out there, but you're marrying someone who is out there, really. So what's yeah, the point? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But all wow. those things don't, you know, you, you don't understand it. So I think for me, I was lucky that God removed me from that house. I I couldn't have ever walked away. I, I didn't have the... First of all, I grew up... You know, the, our Nigerian culture, when they bring you up to fear, fear, hmm. fear, you, yes, you grow yes. up to fear somebody not to even respect the person I know, I know. right and this is somebody the, the, your primary caregiver is the mm. person that will be oppressing you and you're supposed to fear and respect the person in return so yes. coming so coming here it was almost a similar thing right so and then with the whole thing you hear about marriage Oh, you're in this marriage is still death do us part and yes, everything. Yes. The so challenges, you, just you know, that, just think it's part and parcel. That's what everybody else yeah, is going through. That's it. Ex- exactly. Not their story. That's, what, yes. that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's what everybody's going through. So me, uh-uh, what now? You should be lucky you're married to a lawyer now. You live in a big house now. You're driving a nice car. What's your problem? Yeah. And you're still complaining. You're not working. 
uh-huh. and stuff like that. I, so I understand that. yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's um. I understand the this because because even normally most pastors would mm-hmm. well good 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 pastors that know the Bible they know that marriage mm-hmm. is a union that should be fought for in terms of if they if there's any challenge you don't just crumble mm-hmm. and just decide that you know it's time to part ways but when it involves physical abuse mm-hmm. I think a pastor mm-hmm. should always draw the line there and bring some mm-hmm. sort of you know if, even if it's a bit of a, a break from that person to save them mm. because they could they could die potentially this is this no, is this, this one is, will tell me you know a risk um, to someone's you know no life. this one the, the kind of pastor we had is <laughs> i don't know okay well okay basically the thing is my ex-husband is is in the building community for the is it building building <laughs> community I mean, what's it called they were trying to the church committee hey he's in the committee he does all their conveyancing contracts you know yes. anything that had to do with contracts in the country even in tax and you know doing yes, this yes. church tax charity so commission and everything hey my ex was there too so it just it's better i go than he goes because i'm mm. of no use now uh-huh. i'm wow. of no use now so they they had Pastor. a qualified boy again that was <laughs> helping them do a contract everything Compliant. everything right yeah. uh, Exactly. So he and, and I'm sure he wasn't even charging them, and he would even donate money to the church self because when they put him in building committee, I'm thinking, ah, now wow, you know, uh-huh. So me, I'll just come and talk, and the pastor is like, endure, endure, look up to God, look up to God, endure, wow. eh? look up to God, uh-huh. Wow. So I had to start <laughs> looking up to God and enduring oh, wow. because they will tell you that a good marriage is perseverance. They, they, my pastor would always take me down to this uh, book of Proverbs mm. about a, a, a virtuous wife. A mm. virtuous wife Proverbs wakes up early in the morning. Uh, she looks after the house. She, she takes care of her husband. She prays for her husband. She mm. does this. She does that. I've not seen what the virtuous husband does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not wow. seen it. But yeah, that is what the... So I was... When I mean brainwashed, I was hearing this from him, from pastor. So you just, you just thought this is what this is. This is it. That this is, is my it. story. Let me it, just <laughs> exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. So wow. So that's it. What what, what can I do? Wow. So the post mm-hmm. post separation. What were the immediate steps that was that was taken in terms of the yeah again thank God. Yes, and what you know, if not, if it was in Nigeria, I'll say I became government speaking. Mm, mm. <laughs> Thank God for them, oh, God bless them. Yeah, so I and the kids we were put in a refuge okay. for about six months. Was it a conducive refuge, place or was it somewhere? Oh, um, I was lucky. Like my refuge. You, where you, where no, you no, 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 but this place was beautiful. Oh, okay. It's a block of flats yeah. somewhere in Essex, okay. far, far, far inside Kent okay. yes um, a, a block of flats well well secured mm. in the middle of nowhere you know all these new builds that they yeah. just want to build there's no address the sat cannot get there 
buses don't even stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's either you drive or you can't stay there, or you you are in a bus and you have to walk almost one hour to get there. Yeah. So it's it's always in the it, the one I said in is in the middle of nowhere. It's a new build. Mm. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, the good thing is um, a lot of all all the supermarkets in the area mm. i think every morning they always donate something to us from food to clothes wow. Wow. everything so in the morning or every morning whatever you wanted you just go downstairs to the office bread milk whatever food proper food you know mm. rice everything wow. you just go and take it from there because they always advise you not to go shopping mm. yeah because it might not be safe you might see the perpetrator there and he could attack mm. so um, if you have to go shopping, you need to sign and say, okay, I'm going to so so and so place. Usually, they send you, they, they could send me with a support worker yeah. to follow me out or something like that. Wow. Uh-huh. And um, the few, what well, the first time I went out without my support worker, you know, I would never forget. It. I'm, I am still, I am still regretting. Hmm. Okay, so basically, when we're married. He was using my name to run his business, mm. and all the pro- and it's a property business, so mm. all the properties were in my name mm. basically. Mm. And when we were now putting, when I I and the kids went, I went to refuge. Mm. Um, I don't go to church because the church was now like two hours drive, two three hours drive. It wasn't really worth it. But the pastor would always tell me, you know, you need to come to church. You know, this is where you want, you need God. You know this, you know that. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Stupid me. One of those Sundays, the pastor was always on my case. Oh, you have to come to church. We're having this program, anointing Sunday, Mm. Thanksgiving, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was how me, I carried my children. Mm. I left. I went to church. When I got to church, the pastor now said, hey, your uh, husband gave me one form. He said you should feel, you should just sign the form. And basically, you have to sign off as a director. Because you know now, you're in refuge. If they now find out that uh, you have a company that, you know, is worth millions, yeah. you know, you could go to jail for fraud, right? Yeah. So you need to sign off as a director in that company so that... Uh, you won't have anything. Don't worry. If it is house, eh, God will give you your own house. Mm. Eh, God will give you your own house. You don't even need to drag his property with him or drag anything. Mm. Just just sign off. Just just leave him, you know, just sign off. When it's time for you to, God will bless you. Mm. And I said, ah, Pastor, my support worker is not here. And she they always say that before you do anything, let us and see. Me. Yeah. Yes. Um, first of all, I wasn't even supposed to go to that church. I wasn't mm. supposed to go to anywhere we used to go to together. Yeah. But this pastor didn't tell me that this man was going to even come, talk less of bringing the form. Mm. Uh-huh. Because obviously, apart from every other thing, there was a non-molestation order against him. So we're not even supposed to be under the same roof yeah. at all. But I didn't know all these things then. I didn't know. And he was in then. the building when, when this was happening? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, yes he was. Yes, he was. So that was how the pastor, I said, okay, let me take this thing and show my support worker. The pastor was like, ah, I'm telling you something. So you you want, you believe your support worker over me? I said, no, because I don't understand this form. My support worker is a lawyer, although she works in the refuge. But she would understand. He said, no, 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 I'm speaking to you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Ah, you need to sign <laughs> off. 
this thing so that's a hair blah 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 and that was how I signed off wow I signed off as a director in the company I just signed off it was yeah. the following day Monday I now told my support worker blah 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 she said why did you go there why did you go there you're not supposed to go to why did you go there there's a normal session order he's not even supposed to use a third party to get to you but you're, you you don't know when your pastor was talking to you on his behalf that's when you would have told the pastor that you know what there's a normal session order and you talking to me is wrong by law i can call police now and you know but i was so stupid mm. right and that was it so Immediately, the support worker told me, Victoria, we had a good deal. We would have been negotiating for your settlement, but right now, you've, it's a bit like you've signed off everything. Hmm. So, you know, I said, no, 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 I'm going to call the pastor. I'm going to call the... So I called the pastor. No. And I said, pastor, you see that thing that happened yesterday? And the pastor said, uh-huh. did I put a gun to your head and make you sign? Wow. I didn't put a gun to your head now. Wow. You were obeying the Holy Spirit. Huh. Eh? So, if you have any problem with what you did, eh, go back to the Holy Spirit and dialogue with the Holy Spirit, wow. not me. Wow. I just spoke to you as a son of God and you wow. obeyed. So, it wasn't wow. me speaking, it was the Holy Spirit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have an issue with that, go go back to the Holy Spirit. And, and tomorrow, I'm still dialoguing with the Holy Spirit too because I'm saying <laughs> Holy Spirit, ah, you have to settle this matter. <laughs> Oh, you know, that's, you have to settle this matter. And this happened exactly. one year so, when did you sign this off? 2014. Um, I think okay. in, yes, the, we separated in June. Yeah. We separated in June 2014. And um, I think I went to church August, okay. September. or Yes, wow. I, August, September. Wow. Same 2014. Wow. And the first thing they did was to make me sign off. And I was really scared because they were like, you know, because the company is what a lot. What happened between 2014 and and if if you had not done that, who knows? Sometimes you have to flip. Nothing would have happened. No, nothing would have happened except that, you know, he would have still found a way to say, okay, these properties are in your name. In the process of trying, he may have gone to sabotage you or do something even more drastic. No, any which way. See, when I found out now that, obviously, most of the people that work in the refuge are legal, whatever. My own support worker was a legal person. So she would have said, okay, this woman has been through abuse. That was how she explained it to me. She's been through abuse. Hmm. And part of the proof of abuse is that this man is also using her name to run his business. Hmm. Now, this has happened. What are you going to give her? We're not saying 100% or whatever. This has happened. Because one thing they told me in the refuge is that once the man is violent to you and the children, yeah. they never stop. Yeah. They never stop. Yeah. Don't don't bother saying, oh, he's going to change. They never, perpetrators never, ever change. Mm. In fact, it was in the refuge that they now found out that he was married before. Mm. And they now told me exactly that it was the same domestic violence that wow. happened in the first marriage. Wow. Wow. And these people did everything. Then they were, we even had a lawyer from Women's Aid that was, you know, telling me what next, you know, do I want to have a divorce? 
I said, no, 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 no. The pastor said no divorce. Oh, divorce, divorce is a sin. If I do divorce, I will go to hell. Blah blah blah. Divorce oh, is a sin. I shouldn't listen to them. Oh, now that's what all these white people are doing in this country. Oh, they are separating black families. Oh, and am I the first one that my husband is beating? Why do oh. why do I want to divorce him because he beats me? Didn't my mother beat me? Didn't my father beat me? You oh. know. Did they did you divorce your parents because they beat you? Now you ah no 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 God will be angry with me or this ah oh, God. This wow. man would use the Bible. He will use the Bible. Wow. He will preach. He will... At the end of the day, I started like God was even upset with me, right? Mm. Like, like because he would say things. He would use the Bible, and you know they, that, that's why I I have issues with a lot of things I see in the Bible these days. Mm. Yes, because a lot of these things that these pastors use are actually in the Bible. Mm. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, of course. yes, they're actually in the it's, Bible. It's the context about that, divorce. That, that yes. It's the context. But so do you even read the context when you're, you're being course. told yeah, what to because do? these people are trying to manipulate you, so you wouldn't really have the, no. you know, the view no. of the balance of that particular mm-hmm. scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's I wish mm. you know I wish we can go on and on because this is this is <laughs> very 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 interesting in mm. terms of the challenges you've been through and I'm sure anyone listening would draw a lot of courage from your story. So mm. and now that you have that that freedom, the shackles mm-hmm. you know let's say has been taken away of you. You some of the shackles more. because i'm because still what, fighting what, what for divorce to, i'm yeah. still fighting for divorce i, I can now. imagine it's not it's not a, yeah. it's not very easy but but obviously you're mm-hmm. in a better place than you were mm-hmm. in 2014 oh, yes. definitely oh exactly. yes so the mm-hmm. most important thing is to gain your mental independence in terms of right. mm-hmm. you what you were trying to hide before is what you are publicly mm-hmm. speaking about to different yep. people to help others shape their story. If you are going through yep. this, don't sit down mm-hmm. because that's the most important thing. When you isolate mm. yourself, you are even making your situation even more, much, much more dire. Mm-hmm. So, yes. in terms of your advocacy, how have you, you know, how are you getting out there? Do you do you work for a charity? Do you did you start your own advocacy just to give that promotion? Mm. If anybody wants to draw any help, if they want to share mm. from your story, even if they want to reach out to you, how how do you go about, you know, helping others? I know you are still in the process of finalizing everything from your side, mm-hmm. but at least you've gained mm. that confidence to speak out. How, how are you going yeah. about helping other people to prevent this from happening to, to people out there? Because I'm sure yeah, they um, are struggling now. Oh, yes. Um, okay, I think with all this, um, I, I used to s- slightly speak on domestic violence because it took me a long time to get out of to get it all out of my chest. Mm. First, due to culture, shame, stigma. Mm. Um, it's In our culture, it's basically a failed marriage is the cause of the wife, the woman. Mm. It's her fault, mm. right? Mm. And so I had to deal with all of that. And then being an actress and people seeing me as a role model, mm. I had to really be sure, am I ready for this? Yeah. Because a lot of women, even though I, I you know, my advocacy is really for women but the, my greatest critics are mm. women mm. like uh-huh, so 
So, um, so it's really very, very difficult and challenging. But I also do know that a lot of other women will still listen to me and not make the mistakes I have made because I've made so many mistakes that, yeah. you know, it's a bit like saying you have all the tools, mm. but you just drop your tools and, and, and you're still complaining and you're moaning, mm. right? And because, first of all, I was psychologically brainwashed mm. to the extent I accepted the things that you wouldn't even believe right. I accepted. Yes, I could accept or think that were not just right, but I was just going on with it because you know what? I don't want trouble. I'm just like, I don't have the energy to fight, mm. right? And the fear of this person—it's a bit like, okay, yeah, he—he's a law. He was a lawyer. Um, he's been struck off now, but um, he is knows the law. Is it due to this or is it? No, no, not due to this. He had his own money laundering issues yes that you know he got penalized and stuff so yeah but how do i put it the fear that oh my god this person is a lawyer he knows the law initially i was always afraid of losing my kids you know and because he would say something like oh you know the social services they are white they don't like you they don't like you. They will still take the children away from you. They will still, you know, you've been on some serious, you know, medication. There was a time I was clinically depressed, and I had to go on medication for that as well. So he would always make it seem as if, oh, you have mental health issues. You know, you know, you're a mad person, mm-hmm. right? To the extent, most of my medication, I even had to stop them because they were, they were painkillers. They were good for me, but you know, when I take them, so I had to go for lesser once or maybe I could just do like four paracetamols at the same time Hmm. you know just to have calm and stuff like so the fear all these things I had to deal with and then the more I wanted peace the more I wanted him to see the kids the more he just ruined everything yeah right because I would want him to see the kids I wanted him to have you know, to be a you dad still. That father figure to still yes. to be part of yeah. Part of which exactly. Is, which is good. But then he would take the kids and either drop them in his place and 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 bagger off. And then the kids are like with a total stranger in her house with her kids, mm. and they are calling me like mom. My daughter would always. There was one of his girlfriends that has you know a fourteen year old son, and they were all boys in the house, and she would say mom she has all boys four boys mm. and daddy just left me here and every time i'm like you know you don't do that you can't oh well uh, um i have as much rights as you have as well so these things were going on and on but the good thing was the kids were knowing him for who he is not for what i tell them yes, yes. so i wanted them to experience him themselves so that they wouldn't mm. say oh mommy says I want them to say this is what he did to us when so it took me a long time but the more I am trying to be peaceful and cordial I think for him the more he sees me as being a weakling and he keeps daring oh you can't do this you can't you can't divorce me you can't take me to court you know so first of all, I tried by taking him to court to get, you know, for the kids. Yeah. And I got 100% custody of the kids. So, you know, the children. 
So that showed me that all this is uh, uh, bluffing. It was just yeah. rubbish. The law yeah, is really not the, like the, that. Yeah, this is a country that is, <laughs> there's law and order in this country. Order, yes. And, yes. you know, the justice will be served no matter yeah. who, who, who you are. Uh, provided you have evidence. Always keep your evidence. That's what I always tell women in this my campaign. Keep mm. your evidence because it was the evidences that I kept. Yes. The, the text messages where my child is telling me, Come and get me out of here. There are four boys here. I am not comfortable. And that has dropped me here and gone off. Yeah. If anything happens to me, mom, what do I do? I don't even know the address. I don't even know where I am. Yeah. And, the and then you're is... calling him. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, she's fine. She is not fine. Yeah. Right? And then dropping him with the kids again some other time. And his girlfriend is giving my son, who is allergic to nuts, granite soup to eat. Mm. Mm. And you know that this boy is alleged, and then he starts to react, rushes, swollen eyes, and everything. And instead of you to rush him to the hospital, you bring him back to me. Oh, no. And then I wow. have to not take him to the hospital. Senses that I used in court because I, okay. I went to the hospital now. They gave us proof there now, doctor's report, yes, everything. Of course, of course. Uh-huh. So, and the judge is like, Did you, are you aware your child is allergic to not? No. Like, but we were together till he was about two. And you mm. know that he's lactose intolerant and not intolerant. Mm. Okay, where were you when the girlfriend was feeding him? You know, so all these things the judge mm. heard and said, you know what? You can't have these kids. These kids are not safe in your hands. Mm. Right? Mm. So my boy, I have pictures of where he beat him up with bruises, swollen oh. eyes, swollen mouth and everything. So I, my campaign is keep your evidence. No judge will listen to you. Or, oh, he beats me, he beats me. They don't want to know. They want yeah. to see proof. So, wow. So, Victoria, I don't So these are the things. I, I <laughs> yeah. started learning a lot of things. Yeah. And the things I'm learning, I decided, you know what? I need to start sharing these things. Yeah. Another incident was where he, he beat my little girl, dislocated yeah. her arm. Yeah. I was furious. I went straight to his place to probably, you know, challenge him. Why should you hit this girl like this? You know, to the extent her arm got dislocated. He pushed me. I got up. And instead of maybe calling the police like I would have, I started banging at the door. Mm. Like, open the door. Like, he pushed me, you know. But guess what he did? He called the police to get me arrested. Wow. And he told the police that I came to attack him and his girlfriend in his house. My estranged wow. wife, who has mental health issues, came to attack me wow. and my girlfriend. I am afraid for my life. I'm thinking. And the police come, they lock me up. Everything really? I said fell on death wow. Yeah. Again, I said, okay, when there's proof oh, that he dislocated my daughter's arm because. After he pushed me and I banged the door, I had to rush my daughter to the hospital where she got admitted. We, we stayed in the hospital for two nights. Mm. On the third night, I, I think these two nights, the police had been coming to my house. You know, they didn't see me. So the third morning, which was on a Wednesday morning, I just saw two vans in front of my house. Like mm. the police opened the door, they will, they will break the door. I'm thinking, ah. You know, I was so embarrassed in my neighborhood because it was as if I, I did drugs or something, you know. <laughs> so, wow. they arrested me. They locked me up. And 
Wow. In fact, they even refused to release me until they spoke to him. Because wow. in the report, he stated that they should not release me until they speak to him. So even after my duty to the solicitor, you know, bailed me and I accepted um, a caution, mm. they still said, oh, you can't go because he said we need to call him and tell him before we release you that he's afraid. He needs to not even leave it. He's afraid. Yeah. someone that has been beating me up for how many years. He's now afraid of me, like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like you know but it was the way he constructed his report yes. to the police yes, so now yes. I'm teaching women that don't be too sensitive with certain things mm. now this is a man I never called the police for for one day for all the mm. abuse the beating everything mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he even pushed me and I reacted if mm. he didn't push me and I fell I wouldn't have mm. been banging the door now Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, I would have just spoken to him, like, why did you do this to this girl? And yeah. blah, blah, and taking her straight to the hospital. But he, his action made me react, and then I got arrested for reacting. So mm. that's why I say, if the man decides to be physical, raw, police don't say you're going to stay there to beat him back, oh, because if you yeah. hit him and he collapses, his man's locked out. Yeah. Nobody's going to say you are doing self-defense, oh, before you be, before you get... A duty so your a solicitor that will do that for you, you will spend well, you will spend money yeah. because first of all, they will just give you a normal state uh, prosecution person yeah. who is not really going to fight for you. Yeah. The person is just fighting for the government. So don't say, Oh, you're going to fight self-defense and all that. Yeah. Especially with our skin color. Yeah. It works there. There's nothing like self-defense. So you kill person, you kill person. That's it. Yeah. I, I use myself as a so these are the things there are so many things I'm learning that I am sharing with people mm. when pastor wants to say he's he's doing they don't listen to pastor <laughs> me I listen to pastor and I signed off my I, th- I, th- my, I think we need to put context to that there are some there are some good pastors out there that, that want you I don't I, can, I, I, you know, I, I, it's 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 you know it's up to the people as, but but please go authority, uh, anybody having an issue help, please out, if, yes. involve your family if you cannot involve your family please police most especially pastors. The, the services the authorities the, the you know there's enough yes. supports there are charities out yes there. so yes. Post, you know are you looking to mm. go back into acting are you going to continue um, this advocacy take it to another level what are the next immediate plans yeah it's my it's this advocacy because mm. um even if at least i know i'm saving a lot of women exactly i know that exactly. a lot of it's women listen yeah. and they safeguard themselves i'm i'm giving tips on i think one time which medium are you using um, do you have a website or do you have um, no i don't have a, a website yet because okay. i'm okay so Basically, for now, I work with Mind. Mind is a mental health charity because um, I did psychosocial in uni. Okay. Um, I am trying to get Mind to have a domestic violence unit. Okay. Right? In my area. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm still fighting. I'm still... Because Mind is more of mental health, depression, blah, blah. But I'm trying to prove to them that yeah. a lot of women that have mental health issues is due to domestic violence. Yeah. So it needs to be looked into as well. Yeah. yeah. So we are we were still I was still in the drawing and, and, of And it's um, quite stage. timely because due to this COVID, a mm. lot of 
families oh, yes. have had to live oh, together yes. and mm -hmm. the environment is not conducive and people oh my god people need this about yeah. i heard about 18 women died in their homes wow died just during this uh, period wow. three of them were killed right in front of their children wow wow that is devastating yes, and the wow. government just had to push in <laughs> we, 70, we, we, 76 gone... million for DV. Wow, wow. Oh, that God. Is, that is... Mm. You know, when, 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 know, when we are past our 45 exactly, minutes, right? When we are ringed, and most... I, I don't have what any episode of... minutes, wow. I know, I know. So, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth it. I know it's, it's a special edition, mm. so we'll, we'll take... Thank you so much, Victoria. Mm. I wish You're we welcome. could continue and on and on, but... I really appreciate thank you for mm. having the courage to share your story i know it will help people out there mm -hmm. and i wish you all the best in your fight in in in, in your pursuits and in everything that you lay we are in this together Femi. Yes, you are yes. you're, we're in this together no as, as well no yeah I'm, I'm always, <laughs> yeah all the best and thank you very much once uh, again take care all right, all right. thank then. you thank so you. much bye. okay yeah, bye. all right bye yeah